0: On over to patreon.com forward slash severe MMA podcast right now to support the podcast and sign up for our premium content. And now, here's the podcast The Pride of Limerick.
1: The young man named Sean Sheehan.
0: The MMA media, Don Graham The severe MMA people that are coming to the local shows way before everyone else. I see them coming up and they're getting their shot, and I'm proud that people are coming up with me. Welcome, welcome everybody to episode 211. ...of the Severe MMA Podcast. My name is Sean Sheehan, joined today by the Daenerys Targaryen of Irish MMA media, Graham Macdonald. As we have, oh, a bit of a different podcast this week, I'm just watching the Deontay Wilder uh, Dominic Brazil fight here... ...and uh, Don, uh, Deontay Wilder just after uh, sleeping your man, so that's why I in oh, Um We're here with a di- bit of a different podcast. We're going to have a Q&A on Tuesday with all your questions and anything else we mightn't have got on the podcast here... But for this podcast, because we're recording it here late at night, obviously I'm watching the fight. Um, we're just going to be talking about the event that just happened and getting to it as quickly as possible, so it'll be out for everyone who wakes up in the morning. Graham, how are you? How are things?
1: Yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, as you said, it's a little bit late, but uh, there was some decent fights tonight. Like the wasn't maybe the best card on paper, but it was it's decent card. So, uh, yeah. Usually, usually we uh we do it tomorrow. But you're you're being dragged to a, a car show, I yeah. believe.
0: Car yeah. Patrick goes, oh, will you come to this car show with me? He's like, oh yeah, no matter. when's it on? It's like, oh yeah, the day we're in like Limerick are playing, and when you throw car the podcast and everything like that, it's like, okay, I will go, I better go. So we, you, you decided to. You're a very sleepy man. I have thought I'd be sleepier. You actually suggested to do it now, and I thought I'd be sleepier. But I'm kind of, I'm more of a professional, really. I'm not you? you're coming on here <laughs> with your big, big sleepy head in you, and all, but it's not so bad anyways. Uh,
1: I'm trying to cover you because um. You, you you arrange a time, yeah. and then you were like, oh, I don't know about that time, Limerick, all this stuff. So
0: uh. Yeah, I went full Andrew McGahan on you there, didn't I? <laughs> 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 I did, not I did, but, uh, sure, look, these things happening in MMA. Anyway, let's, sure, let's get into this card, has it's going, obviously going to be a little bit of a shorter podcast this week, but we're going to have probably more podcast time, because the Q&A will be out anyway. It'll be, um, it will be uh, a, 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 long, a free Q&A, sorry, so everyone will be able to, to listen to it. What did you think of that main event, before the first thing we do... <laughs> I, like I, sometimes I, I kind of, I l- look at a fight and I kind of want to like it and I want to think, oh, this is a technical brilliant fight, but it was a bit boring, really, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, well, it was close, but it wasn't like it wasn't like uh, <laughs> exciting or or all that technical or anything brilliant happening. What it was it was close? It looked like it was going to be a really close decision, but obviously, Ordier uh, uh, took that out of the judges' hands, which is probably a good a good idea because. Who knows what the what the scorecards could have been so far, uh, so far going into that round, and you can't really rely. <laughs> we know we, we know in the past judges have been worse than they are now, but you still can't rely on them. We saw like a thirty twenty six in a in a fight that. Um, I think it was the the women's fight, was it?
0: Uh, yeah, there was one clear round. The anyway. was it? Was yeah, the Ubangs given, U-Banks, given
1: yeah. 30-26... I didn't see a ten eight in that, or so. Like you know, maybe you could argue a ten eight, but like very rare, very rarely would you see it given there. And I thought that you went around, so Ordier he's he's been around. He knows that you can't really leave it in the judge's hands and stay in you know would say so. Uh, he got it done, but I think Kevin Lee, maybe it's, it's a gas thing. He seems to be a quick starter and then kind of fade. Maybe it's a, a gas or maybe it's a maybe it's a mental thing or maybe it's just when he gives out an initial explosion if you can if you can kind of weather the storm then that's all he's got.
0: I think there's a a touch of the kind of the McGregor's about him. It's like if it doesn't go really, really well for him early, he kind of <clears throat> It can go against them at times, and it's those moments like when you like look at the McGregor and Habib fight. Like, it, okay, it was going against him early, but then he came back in the third round. He won the third round; it was going well. But then the fourth round, it kind of it just turned away from him again, and then it just all went. And obviously, Habib um submitted him. I think a similar sort of thing happens to Kevin. Like, even if you look at the Nate Diaz fight, okay, he he um he gassed and stuff, but Nate yeah, took him down. It was it's just a moment everything turns and it gets away from you. There's there's just fighters, certain fighters like that, and I think Kevin Lee is a bit like that. Like. I, I I said it before. I tweeted beforehand. I was like, Kevin he'll probably win in early. He'll get he'll lead a big shot, and then he'll either survive and maybe get to the end, or he'll get finished with that with that big shot. And he he actually ate like three big shots while he was no I wouldn't say dominating, but he he was dominating the cage control, which is not dominating the fight, but he was dominating where the fight was fought, I suppose. Um and. He survived them. Like, he survived those big moments. But in in that, what was it, the fourth round where he got submitted, he just kind of succumbed to it in the end. There was just too many of those moments, I think, for him to survive. And I just think that's kind of the top and the bottom of it, really. It was a fight that... It never really got gone like i'm I took down lots of notes for this fight and it's kind of pointless reading them out because it was just it was just clinch bit of a takedown nothing happening from it, got back up then the other lad got a clinch and then it might have been a takedown or stopped it it was just that over and over and over again like I watched the fight very very closely and I scored the first uh the first round for uh for kevin lee i scored a second for rda and i could give you the reasonings for them you, you know we could go through it but the the third round i thought it was so close let me just read you what i wrote for the third round so rda out quick with a strike takedown down in 40 seconds for rda into side control lee up and clinch for rda rda up clinch and takedown, lee up clinch and take down rda up lee clinch and back take but rda gets on top with a few strikes at the end like how do you score around like that? There's one land has a takedown, one land has a clinch, one land lands a couple of strikes. It's like it's very hard. Just nothing really happened in it. And it was uh, you know my first tweet afterwards and you kind of said it there as well is like thank god for RDA stop that fight. You know he <laughs> it was going to be you know a, a worse fight than you know I didn't think it was a great fight, but I think it was it would have been like it would have been a fight that we talk about and give out about for a couple of days if, if it had ended like I'm giving it a three-bind date I, I don't think it was a, a terrible fight you know it was a hard battle of a fight more than anything but there was anything exciting there and no one like that was a sort of fight where someone needed to, to break out and get the big win and I suppose RDA did it uh, in the end but he kind of the way he did it was, you know, uh, there was, you know, that did kick early in, in the fourth round, in RDA um, hit him with a big leg kick. And that buckled Lee a little bit. Lee tried to answer back one, but uh, and he answered back with a clinch as well. But there was a few jabs there uh, from RDA. Lee got into a clinch, and then there was the takedown attempt. But RDA kind of landed on his back when he went for that takedown attempt. And when he took the back and got into mountain, to side control and the arm triangle, it was kind of the one moment in the fight where someone kind of, broke out from the kind of the, the mean of the fight you know the, this back and forth and back and forth that was going on all the time it was the first time anyone kind of broke out into that what you know two or three minutes into the into the fourth round and that was really the, the end of it but like I, I thought that would come earlier were you kind of surprised it didn't come earlier or were you expecting this to kind of be a back and forth just just a kind of a grueling fight
1: well I thought Kevin Lee might cause maybe a, a few more he did cause problems early, but maybe a few more problems and may put Orda in, in a precarious position maybe with taking this back or you know getting down trying to work for the rear naked choke or land some shots but uh, I kind of talked in the podcast last week maybe about RDA kind of being broken a little bit against uh, Covington and, and Usman but Kevin Leeds doesn't have that relentless kind of style of wrestling and grappling that those guys have and maybe that's just a style matchup it's just it's just Awkward for RDA and although this was an awkward fight, it was a uh, it was more kind of in his wheelhouse. Mm-hmm.
0: I think like it was what we had here was two guys who are very flawed and have the ability. Well, not very, very flawed is a very harsh, but like flawed in terms of when they're very flawed in terms of top elite fighters, like you know, because they have big flaws that you can look out, look at, and, and see, which is you know, these days in MMA, it's kind of a bit harder to to do, but obviously K- R- as you mentioned RDA's flaw is that you can push him back you can take him down push him into clinch like Kevin Lee's good at doing that he's good takedowns good clinch and I think Kevin Lee's you know big big thing is as I mentioned there he kind of those big moments in fights he can he can kind of give it away or he can get caught in a submission or he can get you know like he did against Tony Ferguson or he can get caught with a big shot and knocked out or like you know I went to call him a, a few times uh and, and stuff like that and, you know, already is well able to do that. We saw what he did to Eddie Alvarez and we saw what he did to Anthony Pettis. Absolutely, you know, make mincemeat out of him as well. So, he, you know, they bought can take advantage of what the other, what's wrong, kind of wrong with the other person. So I think in terms of that, it was kind of, it was a hard fight to call, really. I think we kind of alluded to that last week, and it, it kind of turned out that way as well. But thankfully, you know, RDA kind of brought us out of that. And, you know, as we move forward here, I suppose if Lee had won, it might have been easier to see who we want next for, for him. But when RDA wins, you know, after you mentioned those you, t- two losses, yeah, go on.
1: How do you think Lee looked at the, at the weight loss? I thought
0: he looked all right. What did you think?
1: Yeah, I think I think it's hard to tell because it's RDA and he's kind of been, he's kind of been at that weight class, and he's he's not really a big guy for for the weight. But he didn't look overly big. I didn't think like you know he didn't look like oh he's. Mm. Sometimes you see guys move weight class and you think oh how were they ever at the weight class below, but I, I didn't get didn't get definitely some I don't know. You'll probably see him at welterweight for a while, but I don't know. I, I don't thought, know how he's going to fare.
0: I thought they looked the same because I was kind of thinking of it too. You know, when you saw Max Holloway going up and fighting Poirier, he looked a lot smaller than Poirier. But when you see Lee going up, I thought, I thought he looked similar. And you and uh, I think RDA kind of has yeah, looked like Lee
1: Holloway. Yeah, he did. But, but RDA kind of was much smaller than you know the Osmonds or the Covingtons, suppose, yeah. the guys at the top of the division.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose Covington especially cuts cuts a lot of weight. I'd say you know he's a he, he's a middleweight really. So it's. There is a balancing act as well, isn't there? Like you're you're kind of lightweight fighting middleweights a lot of, sometimes in, in the welterweight division as well. It's, it's difficult, but, you know, for Kevin Lee, it's hard to know what to do, he'd probably be more suited to 155, I think, but, I think he finds it hard to get down the way, like, there's lads his size definitely fighting at 155, maybe more than 170, it's, it's a tough one, he'd probably, the best thing he can do is maybe, you know, go back and forth, maybe, and try to wait for that 165 point division, like, both of these lads should be fighting in Yeah, how many years have
1: people been talking about 165, Mm -hmm. and, it's, it's nearly come a few times, but, it, it hasn't arrived you can't really rely on that but I think there's a lot of guys who who, uh, who would like that division so I think that's probably the most likely division if there was to be a an, an, a new division introduced at a at a different weight class and if, if the weight classes were to be shifted mm. but I, I it's a big it's a big, big undertaking I, I don't see it happening soon
0: yeah, I, I, I don't know. You'd never know. Dana White said it wouldn't, so it probably will. But who knows? I could see them
1: doing like a half-hour job, like of, like kind of like the featherweight division for women's, but to do it properly.
0: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. A lot of lads want it, so maybe. But what do you think? uh RDA obviously. Robbie Lawler uh, was supposed to fight uh, Tyrone Woodley, but Woodley I think broke his hand or hurt his hand, and he's out of that fight. Obviously, Robbie Lawler and RDA fought um, in two thousand and seventeen, and RDA won that fight. Do you think it's a rematch? RDA w- would want here on what a months? notice five weeks notice
1: yeah i think i think he's he's a guy who would take any fight but uh i don't don't see why i don't see why he wouldn't take this one as long as he's he's coming out of there with no major or no injuries or obviously he probably has some niggles and he's probably a bit sore but he didn't seem to take any any serious damage so Mm -hmm. yeah i i I can see that happening again
0: yeah no i i don't think it should happen i think michael pereira should fight Robbie Lawler because he <laughs> is my new favorite fighter. Fuck the rest of the fights in not he He's so brilliant. Like I love, like I love him so much. He's like this is a Miguel Pereira in the uh, appreciation podcast from now on. I I just love him. He's like he's so great. He's so he came out with a f- big flying knee, rocked Danny uh, Danny. He, he came to the,
1: to the cage in the first place crying,
0: crying, bawling, crying, not just crying like he was Ron Burgundy in a in a fucking not just <laughs> tears in
1: the eyes job, like just box
0: crying. crying. And (laughs) the wind insane was throwing short time elbows. Was just God, I love it. Running up the
1: cage, rolling thunder.
0: Yeah, rolling thunder, like in the middle of the cage. And it was like more of it was the it was like the best rolling thunder I've ever seen because it was like a somersault rolling thunder where like he almost landed on his feet coming back. He threw it so high with his with his uh, heels going like right. It was like a. What are, them, what are them kicks called? Do you know the ones where you uh, axe kick? It was like an axe kick rolling thunder. It was fucking, I love him. So I actually love it. If you only come in and watch the main card and this, whatever, just don't bother with the, turn off this podcast. Go and watch Mike, Michael Pereira. He is fucking brilliant. He's just the most exciting. And like Danny Roberts is no joke either, is he? He's a very good fighter. It was a good win. You know, we joke about him being mad and, and class and everything, but it was a, this was a good win. It's no joke, is it?
1: Yeah, no, he was he was mad, but it seemed controlled. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't just. It didn't seem like oh, I'm just going to throw this crazy stuff. Just, just kind of hoping for the best. It seemed like that's what he does, and that's what he's trained for. And he was, as you said, he threw he threw the the rolling thunder with, good, with good, good technique, and he threw all all the crazy shit that he yeah. tried with decent technique, and it wasn't it wasn't just. It wasn't just, um oh, here's a bunch of moves. It didn't look like, oh, here's a bunch of crazy moves I've, I've learned. It looked like he was able to string them together and he, his opponent was just to be like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: like, I actually think they should give him Robbie Lawler. I'm not actually joking about that. I think it makes sense. If he goes in there and fights Robbie Lawler, look, if he loses, he loses. Everyone will want to see him again. But if he goes in there and he beats Robbie Lawler and he knocks him out in impressive fashion, you can give him a title shot straight away. You can give him a wonder boy. You can give him a big fight there immediately, straight away. You can put him in a main event over in Brazil. People are going to love him, like, they're absolutely gonna love him. You can put him headline in ESPN cards. People are going to eat him up. He's just yeah. brilliant. He's the most fan favorite ever. Yeah, yeah. If, you like, ever. if you're gonna
1: headline a card against Robbie Lawler, you actually probably have enough in that one fight for a decent highlight reel of, yeah. <laughs> of him throwing crazy shit. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like I, I obviously really you have
1: think... a lot of yeah, <laughs> a lot of tape on Robbie Lawler.
0: Yeah, I really think it makes sense. Like, I re- uh, like Robbie Lawler doesn't give one fuck. He'll take that fight, no problem. Pereira didn't get any damage here when well, he only fought for a minute and 47 I think it can happen let's make it happen Robbie Lawler versus Michael Pereira I, th- I think that really needs to happen so my new favourite fighter he's on team Sheehan who's gone someone retired there recently didn't they who was it retired Ah,
1: uh, will be back
0: nobody oh. on your team if, if you were a retirement Tom Ducombe retired yeah do you think Tom Ducombe will be back <sighs> yeah probably it feels like do you remember that time though when he was wanting to get signed by the UFC and he kind of stayed with Bama and he's like I'm taking my time like he seems like a really reassured kind of guy who thinks about stuff so I was thinking about he's so
1: young though and in the next 10 years will he fight again (sighs) Probably,
0: yeah, prob- he probably will, but he's doing a bit of modeling and a bit of acting and stuff as well. I don't think he's one of these lads who is not in but fighting, so you know, may- maybe, <clears throat> but he saw so- he was so talented as well, it- it'd kind of be a shame to not see him fight. But you know, the best thing maybe he could have is a year off and get away from it. For his acting
1: and, and modeling career, would probably be <laughs> uh important to. to- to be a, be a famous fighter
0: yeah exactly yeah conor mcgregor wouldn't be selling whiskey if he wasn't conor mcgregor like yeah it's, it is true but sure, look, we'll, i suppose we'll see on that anyway we better get to some of the other fights here um the main event was <laughs> it was something wasn't it It was it was a bit of a kevin lee fight from antonio carlos jr <laughs> it was, wasn't was it? he was like dominating early and then ian Heinrich came up and said fuck it do you know what i'll do I'll start throwing a few punches. And then he he won the next two rounds. You know, he threw the punches, took him down, gone on top a couple of times. And that was basically, the, you know, the high and low of it. And, and he ended up winning the fight uh, because of it. You know, the, the BJJ from Antonio Carlos Jr. looked very dangerous throughout the whole thing. You know, he spent four minutes on top. Uh, but in the second and third, Heinisch had a lot of time on top. He landed more strikes. I think it was like 34 strikes to two or something. And there was a big, I think it was a big knee in the second or a big couple of big shots anyway. And there's some nice striking, nice jabs uh, from Heinisch. Kind of took the fight away from him. It was... It was a fight where, did you? I don't know Do you have the same feeling as me, where in the first round or afterward, I was thinking like, oh, this is going to be 30-27 or, or or not. I, I actually thought he'd probably submit him or be a 30-27. Yeah. I didn't see Heinish coming back. It was a good comeback, though, even though it kind of crept up on us a little bit, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, yeah. in the first round, I, I kind of thought it was going that way. It looked like he was kind of getting, getting dominated a little bit and probably Shoeface Face going to lock up the submission. But then... As you say, uh, he just kind of took over, started throwing a few punches, started kind of making it difficult for Shoeface, and he just kind of buckled. Under, he looked a bit tired and sloppy in certain in certain positions. When he when he had a ch- chance to kind of secure the position and maybe even like you know ride out the fight or ride out the round, he, he just he just kind of slop. He was kind of sloppy and, or tired. Maybe it was, who knows what was going on. Maybe maybe it was just that he expended too much energy or. Or maybe it was, you know, taking taking big punches. Uh, I don't. I, I didn't see anything too clean and big that you're like, oh, wow. you know, you're not going to be able to cover from that. But an accumulation of damage from from a guy, maybe you were expecting to be a bit easier, maybe took him by surprise.
0: Yeah, I actually think that kind of the big shot in the second was, it wasn't so much that it hurt Antonio Carlos Junior. I think he kind of gave. Gave a kind of a push to Heinisch. Like Heinisch to me. Throughout that whole fight. Looked like a guy who couldn't be. He could be beaten. But he could never be kind of killed. You know. He could never be stopped. He could never. Even if he got submitted. I, I don't. There was no. You know. The fight was always in him. And he was on like, those. All he needs is like a glimmer of hope. To keep him coming. And that's. That is priceless in fighting. And you know. Fair play to him. For, for coming back and winning. And kind of the, the exact opposite of that then. Was Felicia Spencer. Who beat. Uh, beat Megan Anderson. She came out. She. Got the fight into a clinch, she pulled guard um, Got the back from a scramble Went in to, to you know Got her got her hooks in, Megan Anderson Just She didn't defend very well her, But she uh, got straight <laughs> into the rear naked choke and choked her
1: Yeah, it was like four minutes left in the round Or something and she was like Looks like she was hanging on for the last ten seconds Trying to yeah. fend off the rear naked choke It was very strange And I don't know She seemed happy enough to lose at the end
0: <laughs> it's a difficult one with Megan Anderson because she, do you know what she's like now she's like a Man United winger or slash forward who you think oh this person has talent but then like t- three years later you still think they have talent but they've never kind of fulfilled that talent yet I think Megan Anderson is one of those people she's you know she's the, the Jesse Lingard of, of uh, women's featherweight division I really the think Paul
1: Scholes <laughs> of England
0: what do you what, well, we, left winger we won't even get into that now we won't even get into that <laughs> but like i i I always feel like there's the base of a a good fighter there you know she can throw a jab she can throw her her shots. she has she has a bit of power but she just you know pulling guard tonight and then when someone pulls guard on you you know you have to either be very defensive or just get away straight away when you end up when you someone pulls guard on you and then they end up with your back and choking you like that's that's a pretty bad already or something
1: like that like then then If if they're going for that you should be wary. Yeah, which is the reason wary, they're going for yeah. that. That's where they're that's where they feel they can they can get something done and get Win the fight,
0: but fair play to Felicia uh, Spencer. In fairness, and you know Derek Crants as well. In in the in the next fight, he ended up losing. But I love people who do that, like go straight out in within the first thirty seconds and fucking do it. Like Luke Thomas put up a great tweet about it. You're probably better off going out and doing that and losing rather than go not doing that and just getting dominated. Because then it, you know at least you fought your fight. At least you've tried to win. Like or you know everyone's going out and trying to win. But you, I think you give yourself a better chance of winning if you go out and do that. Now, people probably say, oh, you're Conor McGregor for throwing that knee. I don't think you should do that if you're as talented as someone like a, a Conor McGregor. But if you're, you know... If you're fucking, I don't know who, na- name a, a random, you, you know, if you're uh, Joe Soto fighting TJ Dillashaw, you should probably be pulling guard. You should probably be going for those mad big shots that Joe Soto kind of did there. You know, that, that's what you should do if you're one of these people. I think, I'm not sure if Felicia Spencer is that, but Derek Krantz is definitely that. And that that you know, that was a fun fight as well for how long did it go? Three minutes, 52 seconds, wasn't it? Against Vicente Luque, he came out and threw, threw that big shot. Uh, Got the takedown, got his back. Uh, I wouldn't say almost submitted him. But he he threw his shots, was not he? And he was impressive for a few minutes.
1: Yeah, he was a big underdog, and he, he definitely brought the fight. As kind of you were mentioning there, for I uh, I don't know if he has that much technical ability, but he mm-hmm. to kind of like bite down on the mouthpiece and swing and and hope for
0: the best. Yeah and sure what else would you want I, I, and I suppose Anto or um, what's his name Vicente Luca was the, the exact opposite and when it got back to the feet he was throwing a lovely jab that beautiful right hand right down through the middle got the knockdown and he had the ground and pound when he kind of had the headlock on the ground and I thought it was a good stoppage to be honest because there was the knockdown there wasn't much defending and uh, and then, then there was those big shots that so there really wasn't uh, there really wasn't much uh, wrong with it to, to you know to be honest but um there was another fight as well what was the the other fight where yeah Fair played him though
1: coming from behind as well because he was in a bit of trouble and sometimes yeah when you're expected to go out there and dominate against against a guy who's a big underdog like that it can it can kind of all fall off a cliff very quickly but he managed to turn it around.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. And it was actually the uh the next fight, the um Charles Oliveira and Nick Lin's fight. That was we talked yeah. about Michael Chandler last week. This was the exact opposite of Michael Chandler the finish here. You okay? You had the big right hand from Charles Oliveira. Uh, he dropped Nick Lin's, and Nick Lin's like up, had his hands in the air, but not defending, not moving his head or anything. And Oliveira goes down and lands maybe six shots on the ground. I think that's a fight where when you land one, two of them shots and the guy hasn't moved his head, hasn't tried to defend and then he's eating shots and he's wide open. That's where you stop the fight. The referee was a little bit late. Three or four shots. I wouldn't criticise him too much. But I think that's what you uh, thought. I, like, I would
1: criticise the ref. Cause cause I kind of would as well,
0: yeah. I, 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 I he was done.
1: very late on that. He was very late on that. He missed the tap as well. So mm-hmm. I think it was a horrendous performance.
0: Yeah, that that Brazilian tap. was. Uh, do, you, do you blame the ref for that? Did you blame Nick Linz?
1: Yeah, well, like, you know. <laughs> you, you you don't notice the ref until he does something something terrible, and yeah. it, it was a pretty obvious. Uh, he tapped once, but it was a pretty obvious tap. I thought, like, and he should have been looking for the tap because it was a wasn't like some kind of unknown submission or anything like that.
0: Yeah, I I tend to agree as well, but it was definitely a Brazilian tap. It was definitely one of those taps where you give the referee an option. Like, a tap should be a definitive into the fight where your option is gone, the referee's option is gone, and your opponent's option is gone. The fight's over. That's it. That's what a tap is like. And when you kind of sandbag a tap like that, I I, 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 I blame the referee. I agree with you, but I blame Nick Linz more. I think he did it on purpose. Like, I, I, I think that was definitely a... A sleazy kind of thing to do, and you know, for look at it finishing TKO to, to Nick Linz, He probably wishes in the end that it did finish there, and he didn't have to take that that bit of extra brain damage at the end from the from the referee. But but however, and it was it was a pure Charles Oliveira fight as well, wasn't it? Because there was that Brazilian tap, then there was the upkick where he hit hit yeah. Nick Linz and <laughs> there was the knockdown, and it was it was it was. Mad. Yeah, I talked about it
1: last week. There's always something crazy that happens. Yeah. like you just like gives up out of nowhere or gets some crazy submission or something Something always happens mm-hmm. and it, he doesn't fail to disappoint and this was uh, the rubber match that everybody was calling for for years. It's finally settled. Yeah,
0: It definitely is. It definitely is. Uh, the, the other kind of submission on the night was the Grant Dawson uh, Michael Trezano one I just must, must, must mention that because Key Peterson had a great stoppage in that I don't know if, if people saw it go back and watch it even the tap the, the was kind of on the inside against the cage and their bodies were kind of covered up as was a very tough position and Key Peterson got in a very awkward position right over the top of him to look straight down to see the tap and he stopped it straight away brilliant refereeing absolutely phenomenal refereeing yeah you know kind of what i was saying about well,
1: earlier there's a known submission and okay the angle isn't great to see uh for key pearson there and that one so he he leans over and has a look for for the ref and the the oliver for the one he missed was it was on this it was on the open side that he should have been looking at mm-hmm. and, and i think the way he kind of he, he kind of moved in for a split second and was unsure about things, but Keith Peterson made sure that he saw exactly what happened. It just shows that, like you know, the levels of referee and obviously, if, you're, if we're going to criticize criticize the ref in the the Nick Len's fight, we gotta we gotta say, uh, well done to, to Key, Key Peterson. Peterson. He doesn't get a he doesn't get a lot of praise, but he, he he's a
0: great referee, though, is not
1: he? If you don't mention, you know, we probably haven't yeah, exactly. We probably haven't mentioned him that much on the podcast. Mm-hmm that's a that's a good thing yeah, it is. if you're being mentioned as a ref it's usually a bad thing
0: mm-hmm. it definitely is i agree with that um did oh, a few decisions in Davy Ramos got a win aspen lad against jerry eubanks desmond green he's hometown as well that, that that desmond green the third round jordan definitely won that that was a round i was thinking of earlier on that was you know he got two 30 27s i think they're bad or is that the 30 26 one was, uh no that was two 30 27s in in the 29 28 but that was the third round um, that was pretty clear like anyone who can score a fight will score that third round for for uh yeah, Charles Jordan. A-
1: yeah, yeah. Back in the day, a uh, take used to, uh, like a few years ago with the judges, a take down used to just kind of over- overwhelm everything and they were in a close round. But
0: yeah, that was a round where in this one, Green got three late takedowns, but didn't land one shot. He got in three takedowns in maybe 20 seconds, but didn't land one shot. He,
1: heard, he kind of went into side control at the end, I think. So you give him some yeah,
0: but some for that but, uh, Jordan had yeah. been landing shots and stuff
1: like that. He did reverse it and get back up each time yeah, as well. Like, yeah.
0: you have to If you're scoring the takedown, you score the reversal as well, which... You know, you probably shouldn't, but however... What did you think of uh, of Aspen Lodge? He's a big, strong girl for that women's bantamweight division as well, fighting Sajar Eubanks, who was a strong person at, at £125 yeah. pounds, pounds as well. It was, she's it was a very sloppy, sloppy fight, fight,
1: though.
0: Yeah. Yeah, very sloppy.
1: Um... I know uh, just the, the shouting every time you throw a small strike it, it mm-hmm. is very annoying it as is, well.
0: It is, yeah. It is. <laughs> the, touch of the Caitlin Chukagans about um, Other than that, though, Ed Herman got a, a devastating TKO win against uh, your boy Patrick Cummins. Um, Zach Cummins uh, got, a, <laughs> got a submission as well. And Julio Arce lost uh, 30-27 to, to Julian Rosa, but he actually got a head kick KO. An unbelievable Head kick KO in the turnaround. If you haven't seen that, I tweeted out earlier in the night. It was absolutely fantastic. So that was that. That was that card. Anyway, um, KSW. Before we we go here, oh Jesus, just a brilliant card here. I arrived in uh, late tonight and I caught the, the top four or five fights here. Martin Zavada beat uh, Tiago Silva versus uh, oh, via decision. Sorry, Luis Enrique won a fight there uh, as well. But Norman Park, another dominant decision. Arthur Zavinsky just kind of took him down and 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 dominated him on top for a good portion of the fight. You know Norman's 2 and 0 now this year after being 2 and 0 as well last year and winning our Irish fighter of the year. So Norman's kind of gone from strength to strength uh, at at this stage of his career again and it's you know it's great to see obviously there was there was a point there wasn't there with Norman where you thought he might be maybe not gone off the rails a little bit but he was missing weight and you don't know if yeah. he was kind of saying well, himself. is a catch weight f- now?
1: at 163 or 161? Yeah. Something like that. So I think uh I think maybe, you know, making that way, is when he's outside the UFC he doesn't have the, the same motivation as he did when he was in there and it was always a tough cut for him and it's a it's a tough cut for a lot of guys. But I yeah. think I think uh at the start when he left the UFC he was probably thinking, Oh, if I just get a few wins at one fifty five then I can get back in there but but that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. UFC didn't didn't come like he was harshly caught in the first place. Like I don't think, I don't think anybody expected him to be caught and uh from the UFC. And even when he told me, when he told me it was April Fool's Day uh years ago uh mm-hmm. when he got from the UFC, I was just like, here, yeah, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just didn't seem reasonable. It, it seemed do. like that. Oh, this is him taking the piss. Like, cause mm-hmm. he, cause he's he? just having a laugh here? You know, but. Maybe he's kind of given up and and he's like, "Fuck it, I'll just take these fights with with you know guys around my size, one fifty five guys, one seventy guys." And like he's, it suits he's a him very him. Doesn't it? It suits him yeah, man. he's a very difficult matchup uh, for for uh, for all all these guys. That's why do see, like, you know, he's had a he's he's had some controversial fights in in KSW where maybe. You know, he he should be the champion. A lot, a lot would say he's been very unlucky in in his career, like with the UFC, as I mentioned, and and uh, and KSW. So it's a uh, it's just hard to see, kind of when the UFC isn't really inside, and you know he kind of had dipped his dipped his head in the Bellator a little bit with the with the Redmond fight and didn't really seem to stick. <laughs> Is he is he just gonna bounce around these local promotions and take on the up and coming guys? Like do these promotions really want to put their up and coming prospects against the Norman mm-hmm. Park? He's probably gonna wrestle them and beat them by decision.
0: What you what so what you think of Norman Park versus Roberto Saldich? Do you think that's a fight that makes sense. Solid, come coming out here looking like fucking Vitor Belfort mixed with Conor McGregor landing that big right hand as he takes his time to land it and, and gets the the knockout here in the in the main event. Like would yeah, you, well that's a title. Like you know, I yeah. think Norman
1: Parker would would be up for a, a title shot one seventy, but yeah. I don't know if it's a, the right fight to take for an up and coming. He's
0: guy. What, what is he sixteen in three now, he's, You know he's not up and coming anymore. Uh, like I, I know, but he's what, like you know,
1: kind of Norman Park's gonna be in there at the in the UFC and. Mm-hmm. These guys, I don't know anything about uh, uh, is like a personality and his gold or anything. What I'd say he probably wants to get to the UFC. Most of these guys do kind of just for their their brand, even to be a known quantity and sponsorships, and just to kind of a lot of them, you know, grow up or watch this, sport and like they, they want to be in the UFC 90% of the time yeah. K-
0: and now has already been
1: there so it's kind of different for him
0: KSW is a bit of an exception to that though like a lot of lads are happy enough to, to stay in KSW even like Maturla fighting Scott Ascombe tonight Scott Ascombe you know got an, un- an unbelievable win but yeah. Maturla's the type of guy who could have signed for the I UFC I think Maturla tried lines. to
1: sign for the UFC though and there was some kind of visa was there? problem or some kind of criminal record problem or something along those lines
0: mm-hmm. yeah but yeah but yeah like I'd, I'd love to see that fight I'd love to see Saldich versus uh Norman Park Let, let's make it happen uh that's Scott Ascombe is like a guy who I think I underestimated him a lot I think he's a lot better fighter than I, I ever thought and coming out here and I think was it the third round that ended I think it was yeah he just came out and he's throwing big knees throwing big strikes right down the middle after a couple of tough rounds against Michael Matarla who you know we all know this is a fucking he's a fucking animal he landed on top of one stage and it was like you know 185 pounds he looked like a fucking heavyweight on top of Scott Ascombe you know he's he's so kind of maybe not tall but he's big and you know sizey fucking guy on top of him and ask ask him just came back and he he did really well you know I'm always impressed with him and I must mention Saldich again and you know Damien Grabowski as well got a good win big buzz there but Saldić like. PT it's done great work on him and uh, you know PT probably talk about him more than me but the, the couple of times I've watched him especially this time he's a fucking sniper He uh, like I hate pe- comparing people to McGregor because it seems so easy and it seems you know very uh you know very passe maybe or, or, or very lazy but he is like on McGregor you know it's the left hand it's that sniper it's that power it's just his ability to land the, like I remember what, what was the thing McGregor said you know afterwards it's about timing and speed and all that, that that's Herbert Saladj, like, he really is like that, he's just, he is brilliant, and, and this was a really good card, you know, really, really good, and and KSW kind of always uh, lives up to it, and, you know, fair play to him, and this is, you know, there's a lot of good MMA going on around KSW coming back, or sorry, um, uh, Cage Warriors coming back in, in a few weeks again, and uh, and stuff like that, and there's no really big MMA next week, actually, there's no KSW, no Cage Warriors, no Bellator, no UFC, so uh, you can all take a bit of a break from it uh, from it next weekend. As I said here, as we kind of wrap this up, send in your questions. We'll answer them all on the Q&A. It'll be out, uh, it'll be out Tuesday, and we, we'll talk about it all then. Before we go, one last thing. Graham, how the fuck did Frankie Edgar get a title shot? Will you please answer
1: me? Because <laughs> you complain so much that they were like, fuck you, Sean <laughs> Is
0: it actually my fault? I actually, I think I blame myself. It, it, like it talked us into reality. Oh yeah, I dreamed this into reality. <laughs> yeah, I really, like, it makes no sense. Like, okay, you, you need a, a filler fight for some upcoming card. Like, why, and, and Volkanovski's injured. Like, why would you not get Zabit? Why would you not move the division on? Why would you not get Mirsad Vector? Why Frank Edgar, like, why Frankie Edgar? It, like and I, lo- it kind of made me happy a little because I think I don't know if I've convinced everyone. I ho- I'd hope I I'd love my ego to be boosted to think I've convinced everyone. That it makes <laughs> makes no sense. But everyone, all the reaction to this seems to be this is fucking idiotic. Like all the reaction. I've uh, and to, okay, Frank Yeager's fans. Him like. Frank Yeager has maybe the dumbest fans in the world no offense to any Frank Yeager fans <laughs> no offense but you're dumb <laughs> you're an idiot but like they're just the stupidest fans in the world Frank Yeager deserves this shot he was uh, the best one is he was promised the shot before the Ortega fight so he should get it. he got knocked out cold what, what, by what Brian Ortega What
1: McGrath saying have you, have I, you, I you checked on
0: no, McGrath's
1: opinion you <laughs> no, need to check
0: McGraw's is like uh, Tony Ferguson got a fight so he's started for next year <laughs> he doesn't need a, and Jessica Ai has a fucking title fight coming up this is like the best year of Nine McGrath's life
1: Tony Ferguson still owes me money yeah he does actually what was it 50 grade was it 50 large, yeah.
0: Jesus Christ. That's bad farm. <laughs> bad farm, isn't it? Not to give you that. <laughs> so sure These
1: things happen. Yeah. Make miss. sure you message Niall McGraw4 on that McGraw Twitter and Bummer, tell him to yeah. pay me my yeah. money. What the fuck, it's you It's been too long. long. What the fuck, Inflation. You <laughs> Inflation. Interest. Interest, definitely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, last thing, Rashad Evans, Hall of Fame. Do you, do you think he deserves it?
1: Yeah, I think he deserves it, me but too. I don't care about you, Hall of Fame.
0: Me neither. Me neither. But sure, look. That's it. Quick and easy podcast uh this week we'll have as i said q a over on patreon and we'll have just some big noise going off in my room i don't know what it is but um yeah we'll have a q a up on patreon tuesday morning uh, and i'll throw it up on the normal feed as well so wherever you get your podcast here you can get it there sign up on patreon if you want to say look i'll give the lads uh 125 a week for the next month because they give me these lovely podcasts and you know what i'll get an extra three podcasts a week over on patreon for that 125 uh, a week over the next month five or a month do it. Patreon.com forward slash severe and podcast. You can cancel again anytime. It's really easy to cancel. Loads of people have cancelled. <laughs> 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 so you can do it anytime. <laughs> sign up. Help us out. I need to buy um I need to buy a, a few cameras and microphones and stuff so we can up the podcast and make it even better. And I need to buy an XLR cable thing and all that. So sign up. Patreon.com forward slash severe my podcast or severe and forward slash points. P-I-N-T-S. You have, for the price of a pint a month, you can sign up and, and help us out. I've no inspirational quote this week. Because abuse used uh, to at Nomograph or
1: that can be the motivational yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> And
0: also as well, if you don't wanna sign up, if you're too fucking mean to give us a five or a <laughs> and don't want to sign up. Just will you subscribe? If anyone if you use soundcloud as well soundcloud uh, subscriptions for us are very important so if anyone if you're here and you even use itunes or somewhere else go to soundcloud just subscribe there go to itunes subscribe there leave a message and all that good stuff because we don't really ask for that normally we don't really ask for much off you to be honest so if you could do that that's free it doesn't harm anyone so do that and sign up there all right everybody or just
1: abused all
0: In, indeed indeed enjoy enjoy gametrons uh, tonight enjoy limerick beaten cork uh, and uh, enjoy it all we'll see you all next time Dracaris.